0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. We are here to give you a little inside information as well as our varying opinions on the professional on racing field. I'm your host, Kyle Glass, joined today by Mr... Let's start with Talbot Cox today because he's been absent for the last couple of weeks. Talbot, how are you doing?
1: Well, I literally just got off a plane from Tucson, so uh, it's been an early morning for me.
0: And... Is Lionel more prepared this year than ever before?
1: Yeah, uh, I've been a broken record on saying Lionel's prepared for every race. We'll just let results do the talking.
0: All right, we're turning over new leaves over here. Uh, wow. We also have we also have, we won't we won't reveal our text thread from earlier right before this uh, call, but we also have Mark Matthews joining us across the pond. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to Lionel paying me a thousand dollars. Is what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> there we go and we when cat have... outruns him in St. George's the bat um, well, I mean that's based on a 50% walk rate that's all that's based on because if he gets it right he runs 2.30 so it's only a joke don't worry
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Pat Lemieux Pat we haven't checked in with you on your house uh, dilemma have you found a house yet
3: bought a house get the keys on Tuesday Nice. finally finally bottom oh, house congratulations it, yeah it's uh you know we did a really quick turn on the uh, on the closing and in in that time I think we had an eight eight or nine day close uh Aaron Royals all, already reserved his guest room for the month of July in Boulder so I think we'll be talking about him for the couples championship but he uh he put in uh his his time request for the for the room so our new location we've got uh Pool, super close. We've got uh, run trails from the door, and and the riding is, is quite good. So yeah, really excited for 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 Tuesday.
1: Nice. What 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 Pat what Pat didn't tell you guys is if you follow the real estate market, they had to bid like uh, two hundred million dollars over the housing <laughs> price. And if you remember from previously in the podcast, they sold everything in their house. So they bought a house, but they're going to sleep on air mattresses. So if you have your grandma's old chest door or got some extra paper plates just send them pats away we're looking and and
3: Talbot, you're not wrong uh big one is patio furniture uh couches dining table chairs uh i i got this morning i reserved a office desk and chair for my for my podcast studio that i've been talking a ton about so that that's set um but in all seriousness if you've got furniture in uh and you live in boulder denver um send me some photos because we are in uh, desperate need. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did well, we housing, sold everything which seemed like Chicago a great world. idea at the time, but now we're now we've got nothing. We've got some bikes and some clothes and some running shoes.
0: And so light, like and five black t-shirts.
3: Yeah, no I mean yeah. <laughs> my closet's this my closet is a foot wide. I mean our house is
2: furnished by the army, so that you've literally listed all me and Cat own between us, which is some clothes, <laughs> a lot of bikes, and it's about it, mate. Yeah. 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 The cool.
0: housing saga we will continue it. though, because Talbot Cox is also looking to buy a house here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's right. We yeah, want, want to keep that alive. True. True. We'll keep yep. the we'll keep the housing saga extended. Mark, all right, are you let's guys looking in. for a vacation home? Us. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, we'll buy a forever home at some point, but uh, probably in a couple of years time, not just right. yet.
1: All right, let's we'll dive, let's dive in into the most anticipated race of 2022, the Couples Try. Is that serious? It's
0: couples Championship.
3: Well, can I can I talk about the the timing of this event um and just in relation to the season and and I do think they got one thing right and and what really made me think of this is I'm going to bring it over to road racing for a second and you know, I think the Zwift e Road Racing World Championships that got uh, pushed till what was you know Saturday the twenty sixth. Um, it was just a total. It showed that like you cannot have overlap of events because nobody cared about the the Zwift race um, when you've got a race like Umloop um uh, going on. So I'm i not think not that news plots. That's right. The, what the, what the couples championship got right is that they nailed a date where it really doesn't conflict with anything else. And it's opening, you know, it's really season opener. So yeah, I I think.
2: Do you think anyone cares about the UCI E road? I mean, I can't think of anything worse than watching a Zwift race.
3: Yeah. But I think when it was at the end of when it was in December last time, I thought that there was a lot more interest because there was just nothing else going on. So I think what we learned for e-racing to thrive and survive is it's got to be in a Part of the calendar when nothing else is happening.
2: COVID helped that, of course. But oh, of course, and of now it's lifted You know, you watch cyclocross instead, yeah. or mountain biking, or yeah. anything
3: basically. Yeah, you just can't have it. You just can't have it overlap with like the the spring classics opener. Is what is the point what, though that, that they have they have definitely picked the right weekend for this even feature. Yeah, because obviously this is. I mean, look, I think the couples championship. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on the ground. Um, and I and we still want to know who I'm going to interview. But I think the only reason why we're really, you know, kind of excited about this is because it's the only thing that's happening next weekend in North America.
2: And And it's
0: it's new, a bit different. It's new. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It'll be televised on Facebook, so you'll be able to watch it as well.
2: Great. And and it's short and sweet, isn't it? You know, you don't have to tune in for eight hours. The whole thing will be done in what?
1: I would say this is like a replica of Island House, because a lot of people try to claim that other things are replica of Island Houses, but this is... Almost rec- replica of Iron House. The distance doesn't matter too much. It will be fun to watch. The good thing about the good thing about it is it will be televised, and I do know that they did hire a pretty intense media team, Topher and Eric Wynn, to go around and record a whole pre-show. Also, they're going to show clips during the show and all that. So it's not like it's going to be on a freaking cell phone, just like oh look there they go. Like it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Which was the only thing that was a bummer about island house because it was on a freaking mark's private amazing beautiful island it's just a little hard to televise so this will be a televised
0: pretty fun event to watch to entertain you next weekend and two commentators heather jackson and greg bennett so that'll be exciting um at least one of them talks some sense (laughs) yeah we'll let you guys decide who it is
2: yeah the distances is a uh so it's one partner goes first, there's a full mini triathlon, then the next partner goes, according to the website, they're still correct. And it's a 0.25 mile swim, a 10 mile bike, and a 3.1 mile run, so a 5k run at the end. Um, and then the second partner does the same race, I believe. So short and sweet, really. The whole thing could be over in an hour and 20, hour and a half, something like that, give or take, yeah. hour and a half maybe. I, 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 a I short think it's all right.
1: I'd be, I'd be curious to know why Sam and Laura didn't get an invite. If anyone knows, I'd just be curious. They to could understand. have applied.
2: They even, I think, after the first drop of names, and there were a few people being like, "Well, why can't we race?" They put a form on the website where you could be considered. So I imagine if they'd wanted to, they could have filled the form in and got an invite. So I don't All know if right. it's a money thing or whether they just didn't fancy it. Not yeah, sure. Yeah. But so some of the couples the we names? have got, yeah, go for it, Carl.
0: All right, so we have Josh Amberger, Ashley Gentle, um, Josh Broderick, Jason West, Jared Brown and Emma Pallant-Brown.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Jess, Jess Broderick, Jason West, not Josh Broderick and Jason West.
0: Oh, my bad. I'm going to <laughs> Sorry, Jess. I'll slow down. Who's right. was, was coming out of semi-retirement for this race, so got to give her a little bit of credit.
2: Yeah, like it.
0: Tim O'Donnell and Miranda Carfrey. It'll be Tim's first race back after his uh, heart attack last year during Challenge Miami or Clash Miami. Um, man, French names really trip me up. Clement Mignon and Margeline Pierre, who yeah. Margeline won the uh, Clash Daytona race last year. Or was third? Was third? Yeah, she was third. She was she the was incredibly third with fast. With fastest she's, run of the day.
2: Yeah, she's the wild blonde-haired French girl. It's an incredible runner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Paula Finley and Eric Lagerstrom, also Matt Sharp and Kirsten Casper, Samantha Kingsford and Sam Osborne, who are widely known in the Xterra World Championship realm, um, doing a lot of off-road racing. Rachel Klammer and Richard Murray. Rachel, Richard Murray, Uh, Andres Lopez, and Rachel Olson, Vittoria Lopez, and Daniel Pimentel, Um, Vincent Louis, and Taylor Spivey. There's maybe some speculation that they may not be going, um, given that Taylor's coming off of injury and it's halfway around the world.
2: And they're really Uh, rich already. So, (laughs)
0: yeah, $100,000 isn't probably enough to uh, make them want to come race. So, Uh, last three, last three, three, pairs would be Justin and Jeannie Metzler, Seth Ryder and Roxana, Flupec, man, Seth's gonna text me and tell me I messed that one up. <laughs> and uh Aaron Royal and Non Stanford. So of all of these names, I mean, which one do you guys think stands out the most to win the the coveted hundred thousand dollar prize?
2: Yeah, that, so we, we don't know, do we, off the top of our heads, whether it's females first, then men, or I'm guessing it's women first, then men. Um, I don't know if they can pick a mix because that would change it a little bit for me.
0: Yeah. I think
2: that the, the key couples for me would be Josh Amberger, Ashley um Rachel Clammer, Richard Murray, Aaron Royal, non-Stanford, Seth Ryder. Seth would,
0: Seth would probably be a good shout. I would also maybe say Marjolaine Pierre and Clement Mignon, just given their um, run path. Sh-
2: Marjolaine's really not a margarine. That is a terrible, terrible way of pronouncing her name. I'm sorry. She's not a great swim cyclist. So over that short distance, I don't know should one of us be saying Paul and Eric? I don't I'm gonna, I was going
3: to say my wild I I, I was going to echo everything that Mark sent and then I just think the a wild card for the podium um that I think will be a great little team is going to be Paul Finlay and Eric Lagerstrom. So I think expect big things from them. Um you know, I'm I'm excited to be there this weekend and obviously the the stakes are quite high because the money's so good. So you know what is the vibe going to be like thursday friday saturday at dinner um and you know are people how i mean this is this is a big race so people are going to be taking it incredibly seriously
1: and i should i should just go ahead and fly out one the reason i think first off you guys missed a couple that probably put their life and soul into this race and that's big mets and genie metzler they're both the face of waterfall so
2: and i know i've upset big mets before but Nah, I don't see. (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: And then also too, there there could be a reunion at this race that could probably bring two grown men to tears. And I want to say that's probably Pat Lemieux and Bugs. They might actually cry when they see each other. It's been it's been quite some time, so I might have to fly out just to watch that reunion alone. We'll get the bromance. We'll get the
3: bromance to reignite. Yeah, that's that's for sure. So yeah, it's been. uh, I think it's it's almost been five years since i've seen aaron so yeah really excited to uh just just to head out to the to the venue so put your money on it i'm gonna take um rachel Klammer and richard murray for the win
2: i think that's that's where my my cash is going though i worry about no i don't worry about richard murray on a on a time trial bike over 10 miles he's got so much watts it doesn't matter
0: so so pat can you explain to us the charity trio and how this is going to work do you do you know the facts behind this Wait, wait, before we move on, let's all pick our picks. Yeah. I put his down.
1: All right. <laughs> I, 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 I I wanna say it was gonna be incredible. It'd be Richard's first race back, but he did throw down a fantastic race at a local race a week and a half ago. Yeah. Uh I I got it I got a second back up on that. I mean, I'm I'm I think Richard's a phenomenal athlete and that's gonna be a fun one to watch. I'm gonna go with them as well.
3: Look, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Aaron Royal and non Stanford. I think yeah. you know, the distance is, it's not going to, they're not going to have a, a shocker of a swim and they're both, they're both suited to this distance. I think the big thing that we got to remember is I looked at the weather for Tampa and it is going to be, uh, insanely warm for the time of year. You know, I thought March I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be, you know, high 70, um, it's in the high granted another race is happening super early in the morning but the humidity is going to be in the high 80s um and the highs for the for the temperature are going to be as well in the high 80s so i know it's only going to be a you know a 45 minute event but i mean you can you can overheat if you go out too fast in the first first 5k so um somebody's somebody's going to overheat for sure and especially you know given a bunch of northern hemisphere athletes that have been training in the state somewhere where it's cold and they've been doing indoors. If they haven't been doing the heat prep, it's going to be a rude awakening um, come Sunday
0: morning. Yeah. Agreed. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Josh and Ashley.
1: All right. All right.
0: And before we move on,
1: I do want to say one thing. This would have been a fun race to watch two years ago. If Tommy a and Katie would have tackled this race, that would have been probably a dream for Tommy. That would have been fun to watch, which Tommy also this last week did announce. He is officially retired and going to be a dad. So hats off to him and uh, Katie for yeah. the uh, up-and-coming little one.
2: And then what else have we got? We've got Dubai, haven't we?
1: Well, Pat, you've got to tell us about this charity event going on at the, at the race.
3: You know, look, Gwen is going to be taking part. Uh, she's going to do – she's actually doing two of the 5Ks um, on, on Sunday morning. Uh, Phil Guymon is going to be doing the bike. Um, and then, you know, I apologize, there's a swimmer. Uh, coming in who I think has got a, a stack of Olympic medals as well so they've got a, a pretty a great little team um, I'm not sure who they're racing but they're going to be uh, raising money for charity and you know my hope you know I'm, I'm excited to one see this event be on, beyond uh, on the ground and then two I'm just going to say it again like who are we going to interview we gotta I'm I want to get some race winning interviews and some sound bites for the pod next week Love so I guess, I guess, I guess what would be awesome is if we could almost have the, the couple that wins, right? Could we have them on the pod? Yeah. Just to Let's do it.
2: Yeah. And the, the swimmer is Brooke Bennett, who that's um, right. that's right, right, has won gold medals in the 800 and 400 freestyle. So Ooh. she's pretty Ooh. handy at this exact <laughs> distance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pat, you think, you think Gwen's going to have a little bad blood to, to chase down some athletes that she's raced obviously before?
3: Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I doubt, I doubt that's going to be the case. And I, like I said, you know, last week, I think she's going to look at everybody with those goofy bikes with the, with the straight sticks on them and, and just kind of go, Ooh, this is a little weird for me. So yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, we can move on to uh, Dubai happening this next weekend as well. Um, I think this is probably the most exciting race we've had on the calendar, obviously in some time, um,
2: yeah it's it's, it's often like it's always a big race isn't it because it's outrageously fast plenty (laughs) of motor pacing questionably measured out courses um glass tarmac we'll see some blistering times on this course as well and so you get a great field for it pitiful amount of money prize money is pathetic um which is surprising it puts some people off going um, but in the men's side, you've got Daniel Backgard dropping it down, Christian Blumenfeld, uh, Jan van Berkel, uh, lots of people, David Plesset, Anthony Costa. Um, and then the one, the big one we've got was Martin van Riel as well, um, taking on Christian Blumenfeld over the 70.3 distance. And Martin van Riel's a serious bike rider, isn't he? Um, so if he's done a bit of dialing in, He's a really, really good athlete that will that will at least make Christian work for it, along with Daniel Backergaard as well. Thoughts on Martin Van Riel at this distance? I think he's going to be
3: excellent. Yeah, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be great, and he's probably got a little, you know, some unfinished business from uh, Indian Wells back in December, and you know he would have just had that mm. much more time to hone the position, get used to it, and and you know understand how he's going to feel when he comes off the bike. I think.
2: Mark, he didn't race
1: think? Indian Wells. Was he going to?
2: No, you're thinking of um, Yellow Games. Like, yellow games? Oh, yellow games. I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. I was right. thinking sorry. Of I just made a horrible mistake there. No, I think this no. is Martin Ryan Reel's first I'm sorry. big yep. Yeah. middle distance race. So I've not seen him on a time trial bike, um, but he's a serious bike weapon. So, yeah, for me, I think he's one of the favorites.
3: Yeah, I apologize. I saw him, I saw him a video of on his TT bike and he looks uh, super slippery. I think... Mark, would you agree that they use the purpose of Dubai is really kind of like the season opener, much like uh, athletes are going to use Miami or Oceanside that are based in North America? Uh, yeah, sorry, Cats just just updated me
2: on the video of Martin Van Reel riding that you've seen, and he looks very good, doesn't he? That's not a position that someone's just done in a garage and had a quick go at. That's someone that's really <laughs>
3: invested in. I this. was I was really nervous that Cat was going to, uh, you know, shred me with, on that one, and uh, no, I'm, I'm no, happy no, that no. we're I'm, ho- I'm happy that we both saw the same thing because I, I thought he looked great. Yeah, listeners, if you haven't seen this, pop onto Martin <laughs> Van Reels
2: Instagram and have a look at his time trial position. It's basically
1: When te- when it comes down to this race, is Martin a front packed swimmer? Yeah. in, in the oh, yeah. distance yeah so it, yeah. i think the biggest question will be and mark kind of answered it earlier is back guard is a front pack swimmer if you remember in 19 he actually came out of the water with tim o'donnell alistair brownlee Jan Ferdino. so back guard is a front pack you'll have martin Van up there can christian Blumenfeld make the group because we do know there is a traditionally there's a lot of motor pacing here and if he doesn't make the group is he going to get pulled up there so
2: yeah, I but, think there's I think there's a big difference between being a front pack swimmer in an ITU race and a front pack swimmer in a, a standard 70.3 points Ironman race. Uh, if he, you know, if you're a mid pack swimmer in the ITU Olympics, you're a front pack swimmer in these races. Yeah, I, Pat, I reckon he makes it easy.
3: Yeah, I and I think the other thing to remember to Talbot with respect to the motor pacing, there's not a race that Blumenfeld's going to be going to where they're not going to put a bike with him at all times. So he's going to have the same. I mean, he's going to have the same toe that I think that the front pack is because they're going to want
1: a camera on him at all
3: times. So and not uh, and
1: not and not saying that Christian's not a good not a oh. bad cyclist. I mean, he's incredible. I mean, he yeah. went a mile over at Cosmellon by yeah. four something like flat four flat or something. So it, yeah.
3: It, sorry, is the is the race going to be televised? Are the, is this part of the broadcast where they're expanding coverage?
1: I don't I don't believe so. Possibly hasn't not. Been. But- you never know. But I, I, I don't I don't see anyone running with Christian. He's been at altitude for nearly two months. He, he What's well, it, well, quite surprising, he nearly didn't even take a break from Cosmo. I mean, he went home, was a week off, and straight into it, getting ready for sub-seven. So he is going to be a fine fit fiddle, and it's going to be tough to beat him. That boy really
2: time. doesn't do anything else, does he? It's the, no. It's just triathlon. There's nothing else in life. Kim and Jim and it, they, don't,
1: they don't drink alcohol. They don't, <laughs> not involved with girlfriends, boyfriends. They don't need any of that in their life. They like to eat, sleep, and train and play a little bit of video games.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Did
2: you guys <laughs> mention the, the
0: Swiss See, athlete, Andreas Salzberg? Of Mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I play some video games. That's not fair. Oh, yeah. True. Um,
0: true.
2: True. Yeah. The Swiss athlete. I think we moved the, the women as well. We got
0: Daniela Reif. Daniela Reif. And Laura Phillip. Are the main I mean, two, aren't they? This um, is
1: this is the first time we're going to see Laura at a with a big competitor in a while. So I'm super stoked to watch that.
2: Absolutely. She's pretty much been unchallenged all last season. Putting down fantastic results, performances, paces over the distance. But we've not seen her challenged. It'd be nice to see Daniela come back after a bit of a low year for her. It'd be mm-hmm. really good to see her come back on top. There are, there are two other athletes here that interest me a little bit. Um, we're recording, by the way, on Sunday the 27th. Um, and I'm, I'm interested by Vasily per- Permitin. And I'm also interested by Ivan Kalashnikov. So we've got two Russian athletes racing. I wonder what the stance of Russian athlete participation will be in world sport over this next year um clearly this is a private enterprise race so i'm not sure if government sanctions and bans by governing bodies will happen but if it follows anything like the political climate we're sitting in this weekend and over the last few days this might be one of the few races they managed to sneak in at the moment it's a fairly unfortunate surname for ivan ivan kalashnikov might be the most russian name i've ever heard but um, going forward, it will be interesting if if these Russian athletes are allowed to race, not because of the doping for once, but because of the crisis in Ukraine. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see what mm-hmm. happens there. Mm-hmm.
1: You no,
3: know, Mark, I think about the uh, the tennis player over the weekend that you know uh, the clip of yeah riding on the belt, camera, you know, and and. Um, it's a terrible situation that we're in and it's it's clear that many russians don't support this and and obviously like this uh the sporting part of it is is going to be really tough um for some of them and i do i do feel for that because i i know that there's a ton of people that don't that don't support this so um
2: oh yeah on a personal level there's not you know in in terms of russians involved a lot of russians don't want this of course not and you don't hold individuals responsible for regimes etc but in certainly in team sports etc you can see you know the whole country being banned from participating so I sort of hope triathlon doesn't do that because it is such an individual sport a lot of these Russian athletes live outside of Russia Um, Mm -hmm. but then you know what are the chances of a Ukrainian athlete racing this year and there's plenty of Ukrainian triathletes um yeah, daniela okay. rife put my favorite post up a lot of triathletes didn't post on the you know all that sort of stuff on the day that it, it, this all kicked off i really enjoyed her her little post which was um um politics don't have a part in sport but without peace there can't be sport it was along those lines mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. quite well put that you know we don't want to talk politics but unless we have peace we won't have the thing we love to talk about which is sport so
1: yeah i saw that as well very well worded can Much we... better than I just butchered
3: it. <laughs> can, can we go back to the women's race for a second? And you know, what do we think when they when Daniela and Laura hit the pavement in T2? What do we think Laura's deficit is? What does it have to be, I guess, as well?
2: So she loses I... a Daniela swim out swim, so you would think hundred percent Unless Laura's been working really hard on her swim. So Daniela's probably got 30 seconds to a minute in the swim. Depends what bike like, Daniela's got. Laura's a really good rider. like. But as Talbot says, that front of the bike seems to go in this race. Um, Imogen Simmons came quite close to her on the bike last year, but Daniela wasn't riding well. So I think Daniela needs three minutes almost.
3: That's what I was going to say. That's the exact number I was going to say. I don't think
1: she'll and get it, it
2: either. I reckon and it, and it, and it'll
1: It'll be interesting to see what Daniela we see this year. Uh, you, you made a comment earlier, Daniela didn't have her best of the year last year, which is mind-boggling the fact that she still won almost every race she entered uh, outside of 70.3 Worlds of the Collins Cup. But usually you just see Daniela winning everything that she's in. So this is you're, you're reaching, what are we, eight weeks out from World Championship in St. George, you, 10, these athletes. 10. I mean, this is like 10 weeks. I mean, this is like July time for Kona, essentially. So it will be interesting to see. What Daniella we see this year, which I think kind of sets the precedent for St. George.
2: I really hope we see her back because I yeah, don't, agreed. I don't like that she left her coach, who I really dislike, and she seemed to grow as a person in terms of mm-hmm. come out, be happy, be who she wants to be, be way more positive outwardly. I'd like that to be coupled with her amazing results still to show both things are possible. Um, I don't want it to be you know, she was only great while she had all the sacrifices and the hardship, and then once she's happy she wasn't as great as she was, I'd love to see her be able to do both.
0: Agreed. I can give you guys a little history lesson real quick. So, Daniela's raced in Dubai four times, mm-hmm. three of which for the 70.3 and once for the challenge race and won all four. Um, Daniela and uh, Laura actually raced together in 2017, and that was one of the years that Danielle had won and Laura Phillip got ninth, so... Nora um,
2: Phillip is not Laura Phillip from 2017. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It. So it'll be very interesting to see how the tides have changed over the last five years. So, if the I, I on Phillips
1: seep is not going to take Laura to a race that she's not ready to throw down for. So,
3: yeah, it's it's the, the interesting the thing that I think about too is um, with with the first world championships being so early this year, um, you know, if you come out and you miss the mark, and you've got nine weeks to go to a world championships, there's going to be some serious panic training if you're behind the eight ball, or you really, you know, lay a big egg accidentally um, come March. So I think, you know, we've never seen a world championships early like this. I'm, I'm really excited to see this, this month, this next month, six weeks of racing where, you know, we're really it's really gonna set the tone for what we see come uh in May.
0: And we'll probably yeah. see how sharp everyone is, like going into the world championship in May.
2: Yeah, if you're really, really sharp now, if you you're a bit early, like it's it's this really fine game, isn't it? About peaking.
0: Yeah, and you run the risk of being peak. too sharp and getting injured and things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like,
0: that's what know. that's what will be the interesting thing about
1: Christian. I mean, you got <laughs> he has world championship sub seven straight into Kona then into 70.3 worlds and he is fit as a whistle so
2: he's got to get injured changed. at some point hey like I don't want him to but he is human like yeah, yeah. It must happen
0: yeah unless you're eating yeah. 10,000 calories a day I guess
2: it yeah. certainly helps doesn't it making sure you're on top of that stuff can can help avoid. The likes of stress fractures, etc., but injuries are unavoidable, and we've got one out, one announced this week, haven't we? Patrick Langer took a uh, spill on his bike um, whilst finishing up the training camp, and has hurt his shoulder. So he's debating surgery, waiting for some medical confirmation come Monday. But it looks like Saint George might be in pretty, might be in jeopardy of not being on the calendar for Patrick this year, and he'll wait for Kona. Mm-hmm. Which almost, is a shame. And, you know, yeah. crashes happen. It's sort of unavoidable. But because um, we all want to see this giant showdown of them all in one place. And it just seems to, it's just kind of impossible in a sport as fragile as ours.
1: Especially with Jan Perdino's days dwindling um, in the sport. I think that uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw Lionel called out uh, just once one more dose of uh, his ass handed to him by Jan. To, he invited Jan to come to Oceanside this last weekend because I think it's kind of like what Lionel said. Lionel's like, I just, I just love to just race the guys many times as I can by the end of the year because I think this is it. This is, this is the guys' last year in sport if if he continues. So, yeah, I think it's, it looks like it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, um, you yeah. guys want to chat about the one last race happening next Got weekend? No it's idea Not what as this big. Race is. Yeah, not as big. Uh, the Claremont <laughs> Cup the next two weekends, um, one with Claremont and one with Sarasota. Um, there is one name on the start list that does intrigue. I think most um, running fans is Mary Kane. Uh, she used to be a part of the Nike Oregon Project and is now trying her hand at triathlon. So. Oh, no, about is, this, that?
2: Is, is this an American thing, these races? I've never heard of them.
3: Yeah. Claremont, Claremont's like a big season opener for uh draft legal. So that that's been a race that's been around for oh, more, well, well over 10 years. So nice little venue for it for, you know, it's in a, it's in a state park. Um, so they've got a lake swim, uh close, close course on the bike and the run. Um, and and what, it's one time a, I
0: believe Mario Talbot, Talbot went top Claremont. 10 there one time, Talbot Ooh. went top 10 there one time back in the day back in the day i also was there we're, we're
2: talking about a race that Talbert's been top 10 at yeah <laughs> is this like a, a is this like a village fun run or something what is this this is pro tri news what
1: hey there was terrible. there was a time i did show up to this race and i was getting off the bike and this kid was finishing uh running across the finish line my god like, oh, that kid cut the course uh, then I soon heard his name was Lucas <laughs> a little bit, right, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I was getting off the bike and he was already finished the race. So yikes, that was, uh, some tough times in my mm-hmm. early ITU days.
3: You know, I'd like to bring up, sorry, I'd like as much as I'd like to talk about Claremont. I do, you know, I think one thing that's interesting for the fans is, uh, on our text thread, uh, pro try news text thread, um, there's been a lot of debate of the St. George champion would not be the Kona champion. And, uh, you know, the, these, if the race is held at St. George versus Kona doesn't matter, you know, it's different. Um, I think Kyle and Mark are at odds over this. Uh, I, I don't really care where the world championships take place. I think it's cool that they're just happening. So that I guess that part of the debate I'm, I don't mind as much. But Kyle, what do you think?
0: I'm amped for this race, but I I honestly believe that there's such a unique athlete that this race will take not only volume, but also speed. And I don't think that there's as many athletes that could do that in Kona as St. George. So I think there's probably maybe five athletes that can go top five at both races, but I don't think that it's as big of a, um, a in of like oh this person's 100% going to win this race that could also be successful in Kona
2: whereas I sort of think that the best athlete in the world wins Kona
0: like it's it's not it's not like a
2: special recipe just because it's hot and humid and it's not always that hot not always that humid so I'm kind of of the position that I think the best athlete wins Kona. So if the best athlete wins St. George and they're still fit and they're on form, I don't think it takes a particularly special skill set. Yes, it certainly benefits someone that's good in the heat like Patrick. And there are athletes that aren't good in the heat. But like your ability to deal with heat pretty much improves the fitter you get. So most Ironman athletes are very good in the heat as far as humans on that spectrum of humans go because cardiovascular performance improves your benefits be good in the heat. So I'm of the opinion that the same person could win both. Um, and if the best person wins, let's say that's Christian, he wins Kona irrespective of the conditions. But that's just, that's that's my, that's my I take would
1: on. I would I would tend to agree with Mark. I will say that there's a few athletes that have a better shot in St. George to win like i would say someone who a lot of people are sleeping on this year is like joe skipper i think joe skipper could have an incredible day in saint george he's really starting to figure things out uh lionel sanders uh tends to come out on top every time he races in saint george so i I would say there's a few athletes that have a shot at it but still this race is between three athletes it's gustav christian and jan and it's going to be who's the you guys are
2: mental that you're forgetting alistair brownlee
1: mental Oh, Mark! Can you remind everyone of all the shots you had to buy in Daytona? <laughs> ah,
2: yeah, well, that's only because he didn't finish. That was. <laughs> <the number. laughs>
1: I don't even remember that night because I Mark
0: was shoving stuff yeah, down my Jager bombs f- down my yeah, 40 shots I, I, I agree.
1: I just still think that these. I just think that these guys are just another level, though. I when, I,
0: I think Alistair's an incredible athlete, but
3: when I sorry, sorry
0: Brownley, greatest single day racer. I mean. That's definitely I, I, honestly a name that we you can't think, think about
2: you think there's more chance of Lionel winning St George than there is Alistair Brownlee?
0: Oh no, I wasn't
1: saying that. I'm just saying there's a lot oh of athletes God. that could that could creep up on the podium or or they have a better chance of doing it at Kona. Okay? But still I think there's three alphas in this race. Even if if Patrick I, and I'm not mentioning Patrick because Patrick is not at 100% right now and we don't know yeah. if he will be on the race day. That's why I'm not mentioning his name.
3: Um, I'm really sorry. Are we has Alistair Brownlee qualified for St. George? Yeah,
1: he's yeah. been qualified
2: for uh, almost the longest. He qualified in um, Western Australia 2019. And then even before that, didn't he do? He did an oh no, yeah, that's when he no, I think it,
1: that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he, Western him, Australia. him and him and Lionel, him and Lionel uh, held hands down the Queen K walking together. But there is a funny story that Lionel said. <laughs> He said that they were walking and they were talking together on the Queen K, talking about how miserable this race was and everything, and then uh, they get, like, to the tip of the finish chute, yeah. and they're, like, 40th place and 41st place, and he said Alistair Brownlee starts sprinting down the finish chute, and I was like, take that 40th place, brother. You can have he's, it all you
2: Yeah, want. he's going really well. Like, he's, he's in really good shape. I'm, and what,
3: do we know what Alistair's first race will be this this spring?
0: Probably St. George Hey.
2: No, I imagine he'll do a 70.3 first, you would think. He's yeah, not raced well, we, for a long time.
1: I don't think Oceanside will be it, but I will say you are going to see a lot of names starting to creep onto Oceanside four weeks out from St. George in North America. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the North American athletes, maybe a few, uh, but it's it's going to start
0: becoming a stacked race. Once once that entry list turns into a start list, then we'll start seeing the big names start dropping onto that list. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cat yeah. thinks maybe
1: I should side for them possibly. Yeah, that's well. that. If I was to guess. Also, okay. too, the funny thing, just to get back to the to the Lionel calling out Jan thing. Lionel Jan didn't even like the post or even reply to it. Usually Jan's a jokester, so it got to have you think Jan's like, oh buddy, I already plan on doing that race. I'll come handy it there. I'm just waiting to announce it. <laughs> So we'll see. I think
0: it's going to be a good one. We ready to wrap it up. Yep. All right. We got a big week coming up this next weekend. Uh, We'll also have Sam Renouf next weekend, joining us um, to chat about PTO and all the news coming out of the PTO camp. And then looking forward to clash Miami and uh, the several other races to come on for the rest of the next six to eight weeks before the world championship.
2: So Sam Renouf is a big podcast for us, more so than some of the pro athletes we have, I think. Um, we bash on the PTO a lot and we compliment the PTO a lot, but it's they've been a point of controversy for us for just over a year. So if you're a longstanding sufferer slash listener, um, drop us a message if you want questions to Sam Renouf or just ideas on your views, thoughts on the PTO Um, and if you've got any suggestions to put forward anything of interest um we'll try and get that stuff planned prepped we're going to show sam the due diligence he deserves and prep the show properly unlike the rest of them when we just ramble through and so do
1: get those questions into us nice and we will see you next week